Welcome to the Money Lighthouse podcast for spiritual entrepreneurs, where we showcase energy healers, lightworkers, holistic coaches, hypnotherapists, and creatives using their intuitive healing and transformative gifts to create an impact and a healthy income, as well as celebrate their one-of-a-kind, soul-expressed businesses. We'll take a look at the inspirational and insightful money lessons and messages in the world around us. I'm Michelle I. Revis, your host and fellow spiritual entrepreneur, learning, exploring, and uncovering the gifts and the personal growth opportunities of a soul-inspired business right alongside with you. Thanks so much for pressing the play button and listening. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Money Lighthouse podcast. For spiritual entrepreneurs, I'm your host, Michelle I. Revis. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today's episode is on choosing your word of the year. Some people love picking a word of the year, and some people think it's a waste of time. This episode is for those of you who are word of the year people and would like to select their word of the year or are open to choosing a word of the year. So I'll be talking about what it is and why you might want to pick one for next year. We'll also take a look at the different ways we can discover our word of the year, different ways we can utilize it, and some tips and tricks to connect with your word of the year throughout 2024. Okay, let's get started. First of all, what is a word of the year for those of you unfamiliar with the practice? A word of the year is a word that describes your inspiration for the year. It's usually just one word rather than a phrase. It acts as a guiding light for goals and intentions that can be ongoing or long-term rather than short-term. It refers to a state of being rather than an end goal. It's always personal. It's just for you. It's meant to evoke some kind of response within you to motivate you in reaching, achieving, or manifesting your goals, dreams, desires for the coming year. Whereas New Year's resolutions have a more surface level or superficial, cerebral, task-centered purpose, such as get in shape, stick to a budget, or quit smoking, I feel like resolutions are a little bit loose and can be weak promises that we make to ourselves. The sneaky thing about resolutions is that we as a society have kind of accepted not sustaining our resolution or it's almost expected and acceptable to not see our resolutions through. They tend to fade within a month or two And come spring, we forget that we even had one. So the word of the year is more inspirational, aspirational, and motivational. So here's an example. You could make the New Year's resolution of being healthy because you want to take care of yourself and experience good health and vitality. So you make the resolution to eat better, 
and exercise more. A word of the year, however, may look like choosing the word honor because you want to honor your body and take care of it. You want to honor what an amazing gift it is to have a healthy, strong body. You want to take care of it because it's the only one you've got and you've been blessed with the one you've got. You want to honor what goes in your body and you want to appreciate the delicious, healthy food you eat. And you want to honor the time and energy of the people who grew your fresh produce. You want to honor their gifts to you by receiving their delicious, nutritious culinary creations. You can further honor your body temple by exercising and building strength so that it performs optimally. You might also want to honor your word to others and the promises you make to yourself on your improvement or wellness journey. So just one word created an umbrella over a single goal and energetically keeps you aligned to that outcome. So that's the purpose or that's the function of a word of the year. So it's not just a resolution. It's actually so much more than that. It encompasses and reaches different parts of actually achieving that desire. Okay, another thing I should specify is that the word of the year is not to be mistaken with the word of the year as in the most used word of that year. In this case, it's a reflection of the past. The word of the year for 2023 is the word that was most frequently used this year. I don't know how they come up with this word or how they do their research, but dictionary.com selected the word hallucinate as the word of the year for 2023. This is definitely not what I mean by word of the year. So having a word of the year as in the desired essence of next year is key in helping us remember and stay on track to meet our hairy, scary, big goals for the year. Goals that may take some time or ways of living and being in the world that is an improvement to the way we are currently living. It helps us resonate back to the frequency of our intentions. So this very special word is almost like declaring what is important, what is a priority for you. It is a reflection of your values or your value systems. And it says something about who you are, what you want to create, and who you want to be. Okay, Michelle, so how do I choose one? Okay, I'm on board. How do, how do I pick one? So if you're overwhelmed and don't know where to start, here are four possible ways to discover your word of the year or four different approaches. So the first one is the experiential approach. So you ask yourself, what do I energetically, emotionally want to experience more of in the coming year? This becomes a guide for the decisions you make as far as where you spend your time, as well as the interests or energies you would engage in if you want to align with your word of the year to experience more of it in your life. This approach is about sacred desire and states of being. 
as well as delightful experiences. Experiential words can look like expansion, magic, peace, alignment or aligned, passion, embody, flow, receive, relax, believe, enchantment, nurture, ease, etc. You get the picture. The second way is the developmental approach. So you could use your astrology or numerology. This can inspire your word of the year. Since your stars and numbers tell a story of who you are and what you came here to be, do, and experience, basically the potential of your incarnation, I like to refer to this word as something we are striving to become more of, to develop, to strengthen, or to experience. It is what we are growing into. Think of it as a flowering or blooming in our life. For this approach, you could simply take the numerology of the coming year as inspiration, which is the number eight, because two plus zero plus two plus four for 2024 equals the number eight. The numbers two, four, and eight, which is represented in the year, are in the material manifesting triad. So words like actualize, manifest, and create our possibilities that are aligned with the numbers 2, 4, and 8 in the manifesting triad. The number 8 itself is power and abundance. So maybe 2024 is the year you step into your power or welcome more abundance. Maybe it's a planet. You could also use a planet or your nakshatra, or your stars, your moon, your rising sign, your sun in your chart, or your numerology, your personal numerology life map or blueprint as inspiration for your word of the year. So developmental words, like words that we are growing into or developing different parts of ourselves to see improvements and create certain experiences in our life can look like expression, communicate. These are very number three words. Um, they can also be kind of mercury words. Adventure, that is a five, I would say. Um, also can be mercury. Luxuriate, that is definitely Venus <laughs> and Taurus. Energize, that is kind of like a Mars-inspired word. Transform, definitely the number 13. Joy, the number 3, or Jupiter. Trailblazing, that could be a number 1. Mindfulness, number 7. Embody, create, shine, radiate. You get, you get the idea. You can figure it out. So it's nice to use our numbers and our astrology as inspiration also for our word of the year. The third method or the third way is the achievement approach. You could always pick a word that represents the outcome of your goal or the process it takes to achieve your goal. These are more tangible, measurable outcomes. There is a greater amount of logic and planning here. 
So say you have a goal of stepping out of your comfort zone and challenging yourself in an area that you previously have shied away from, but you have been drawn to. Maybe it is um, starting a YouTube channel. Maybe your word would be stretch because there is a certain level of pain and discomfort when we stretch. However, when we actively, regularly stretch our muscles, they become elongated and more supple and we are more flexible. The more we stretch, the deeper and the further we're able to go. We discover that we are capable of going beyond what we thought we could originally. And sometimes when we stretch, we are also just keeping the goal slightly ahead of us as motivation and inspiration. In order to start that YouTube channel, you have to stretch yourself. You have to do things that make you feel uncomfortable, but you absolutely can do. The more you create videos, the better you get. The easier and faster it becomes because you kept at it. You kept being uncomfortable, yet stretching. Before you could only touch your knees, sooner than you know it, your fingers are past your toes. And before you realize it, you have a YouTube channel that's getting views and subscribers. So achievement words could be words like up-level, vision, manifest, achieve, soar, gather, harvest, etc., etc. The last method or approach is the random approach. This is the easiest one of the four. It requires the least amount of thought and the most amount of trust. You could have the universe, your guides, higher self, ancestors help you choose your word of the year. The random approach could be really fun and interesting and somewhat enlightening. So you could print out a list of possible words, words that pique your curiosity or make you feel good. So you cut them up, put them in a bowl or a hat, close your eyes and pick one. And then there you have it, your word of the year. You could also use a random number generator if you're using numbers as inspiration. You could also use your favorite oracle deck. You could select a card as if you're doing a reading and use that card for inspiration. So there you have it. Four different ways or approaches that can help you discover your word of the year. So once I have my word of the year, how do I use it to help me throughout the coming year? But a really practical one is the tiebreaker or the decision maker. For example, maybe you have to decide between two events next month that fall on the same day. You like both options equally, but can't say yes to both. You have to pick one. Your word of the year as a tiebreaker could be the option that most likely will have you experience more of your word of the year. Maybe one option is going to dinner with friends you haven't seen in a while and the other is going to say the planetarium. If your word of the year was connection, then going to dinner would be the winner. If your word of the year was 
expansion, then going to the planetarium and seeing the vastness of the universe in 3D might be the choice for you. So using it as a tiebreaker or a decision, decision maker. Number two is a friendly reminder. The word of the year can be a wonderful reminder of the goal or intention that you set at the beginning of the year for yourself. It's easy to remember a word and what that word means or represents for you. Resolutions are easy to forget or dismiss because the culture of resolutions is that it's okay to make them and then forget about them. The practice has become acceptable and the norm, unfortunately. But the word of the year offers flexibility because there are so many ways to engage, experience, and incorporate the word of the year in different areas of your life. It's not exactly task-oriented or purely action-oriented. It's a friendly nudge in the direction of your original vision for the year. The third way is a touchstone. Your word of the year can also act as your North Star, what you use to help make your most difficult or your most important decisions or anything you need to make a decision that arises unexpectedly. It's especially helpful if you need to make a quick decision. Going back and feeling the energy and the essence of the word also helps reactivate the motivation of working towards your desires. So a nice touchstone. So oftentimes it's natural to fall away or drift away from your original intentions or your sacred desires, your goals. But having a word of the year is a nice way to realign with that intention and kind of magnetize your attention, your focus back to what you wanted to create in the first place. So another nice and useful function of the word of the year is that it could also help us with actually manifesting. With manifesting, the vibrational alignment to what you intend is key in creating or attracting it into your life. When you feel into and connect with your word of the year, it reactivates or reawakens you and gets your juices flowing so that you're matching the energetic qualities of your goals, dreams, wishes, desires, intentions, etc., etc. By now, hopefully, you're on board and are thinking about your word of the year. You might also be wondering, man, a year is a long time to have just one word. What if I forget about it or lose touch with it? How can I keep engaged with just one word for the whole year? Well, those are great questions. I have seven helpful ways or tips to connect with your word of the year throughout the 365 days. Okay, so number one, write it on post-it notes or paper and stick them everywhere. Bathroom, bedroom, car, computer, wallet, journal, closet, etc., etc., Every now and then, you could freshen them up with different colors, patterned or textured paper, colorful pens, glitter, stickers, 
make them as eye-catching and satisfying and enjoyable to look at as possible. Number two is create or buy digital artwork with your word of the year or the feelings and the experiences that convey your word of the year. Use it as a screensaver or wallpaper so that every time you look at your phone or hop on your computer or device, you see your word of the year in all its glory. Number three, find an actual object that represents your word of the year, like a talisman, a literal touchstone. Use it to reconnect to the energy of your word. If your word is adventure, maybe invest in a really nice coffee table book of the country you'd like to visit. Or buy a souvenir tchotchke from that part of the world. Or you could buy a crystal that you infuse with the energy intention to represent that word. Maybe you could even revamp your business card design to incorporate your word of the year or the essence or the imagery of that word. So be creative. This suggestion involves actual tangible 3D objects. Okay, number four is create a playlist on the word of the year. Music has the ability to shift your energy powerfully. Listening to music that exudes the energy of the word of the year is a wonderful way to embody that word and reconnect with the vibration of the word. Really feel it in your body. If a playlist is too hard, then maybe just pick one song. One perfect song. Download it on your phone so that you have it handy when you need a little kick in the pants to get you going again. Number five is name things or beloved objects your word of the year. I have a deep and personal relationship with my beloved laptop. I've had it for many years, six years actually, according to the guy at the Apple Genius Bar It's classified as a vintage product. And my laptop, she has a name. She loves her name and it fits her very well. But my phone does not. So this year, I'm thinking about naming my cell phone my word of the year. Or a name that reminds me of my special word. We shall see. I'm not quite sure yet. Number six is find jewelry or wearable personal items online or at, or at your local store with your word of the year so you can actually wear your word. Have it on your body, touching your skin. I've seen pendants with words like aloha, believe, peace, love, joy. Maybe you can get it custom made if you can't find your word or if your word is very unique and unusual. I've also seen these metal stamping kits that you could make the pendant or charm yourself for your necklace or bracelet. I think you can even make earrings. So having a creative project like that with your word of the year can be kind of fun. You could also use a number if you're using your numerology. Numbers like your life path number your destiny number, or your heart's desire number. The same if you used your astrology as inspiration. There's lots of cosmic 
themed pendants, necklaces, charms out there. For those of you who don't like to wear jewelry, maybe you can find a charm that you can put on your keychain, which would work really well, especially because you touch your keys and you handle them every day. Okay, number seven is get creative and clever with the passwords you use on your devices or software. You could change your passwords to your word of the year and some combination of symbols and numbers. That way, every time you have to log in or access software or your device, you can reconnect and be reminded of your word of the year. All right, that's it. Seven ways to stay connected with your word all year long. Well, my friends, I hope this episode was helpful and that you discover the perfect word that encapsulates the energies and the essence of your intentions, goals, and desires. May your word of the year be a source of inspiration and encouragement that supports you in creating the life and business of your dreams in 2024. Take care. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Money Lighthouse podcast for spiritual entrepreneurs. Hopefully it brightens your day and inspires you to take action on your dreams. We'll leave the light on until the next time, friends. Keep shining because people are searching for your particular kind of magic.